Welcome to the Start Over Coder podcast. I am the Start Over Coder, and I'm taking you along on my quest, taking up a new career as a professional developer and pursuing financial independence. Today, I will be sharing my experiences with the Web Developer Bootcamp. It's a course that's on Udemy. It's online at your own pace and uh, something that I completed very recently. And so I'll, I'll be sharing how it was for me, some things that I really liked about the course, things I didn't really like so much about the course. Bottom line is I really do recommend it. And so I'll share some tips as well about how you can make the most of taking this class if you decide to do it. And I'd really like to start off by saying I'm not getting anything by talking about this program. It's just something that I decided to do on my own and finished and would like to share with you. So no affiliate, nothing like that. But if you want to take it, I would highly recommend it. And so here is my experience. So first to describe the class, it is described on Udemy as a full stack web developer course. And full stack just means that they teach you some things in the front end of what you actually see on websites. And then they also teach you how the back end works, uh, how it actually is made to work so that the website can be delivered to the user or the web app or whatever it is that you're building. And the course is taught by a guy called Colt Steele. He is a bootcamp instructor in real life, actually. He taught at um, Galvanize and General Assembly, which are two big boot camps. I think he's based in the San Francisco Bay Area. And so he does this in real life and decided at one point to put his teaching online and sell it via Udemy, which is a website which lets anybody really create a course and sell it to the public. So he put his course on Udemy and this is the class that I took. So the topics that are covered in the class go from the absolute basics, so HTML, CSS, and JavaScript, goes from there into jQuery, front-end frameworks like Bootstrap and Semantic UI, also in the back end, Node.js and NPM, Express, MongoDB and Mongoose is a database and ORM, authentication, object-oriented programming, closures, and that's really kind of just like a highlights list. There are actually more topics covered through the course. And it's a range of methods as far as how the class is actually taught. So it goes from when you're very first learning something kind of like conceptual slides, really just explaining what it is that you're learning and the absolute basics of how it works. And then there are code alongs as well, different exercises that you're given, and then a mix of small projects and big projects to work on throughout the duration of the course. So some of the things that I really, really loved about taking this class, the first one definitely has to be that variety of exercises and projects and tools that you get. I really felt like I was at least exposed to a pretty wide range of topics, things that I kind of hear people mention, whether it's on podcasts or uh, just talking on Twitter, you know, in lots of different places. And I don't really know what they are, or if I have kind of an idea of what the functionality of that thing may be, I don't really have any experience using it. So a great example of that is the front-end framework. So Bootstrap is definitely the most popular, but there are others as well. And you hear people talk about them and kind of compare and say, oh, this is better than that one. Um, so in the class, to be able to actually try out semantic UI and build something with it and see for myself what the comparison is like using semantic UI versus Bootstrap, that was just an experience that I hadn't really had on my own. And doing that through the class gives kind of a structured way to do that. It gives you 
something specific to build, something that's approachable, and you can just kind of focus on that and then build from there on your own time if you want to. But just having the exposure to lots of little different things, I thought is fantastic and something that I really appreciated doing this class. So here are some of the examples of what those things are. So um, first of all, the big kind of culmination of the class is that you're building a Yelp-like app. If you've ever been to the website yelp.com, it's basically like a site where loads of vendors and attractions, museums, just any location really, will have their own page on Yelp. And then everybody can kind of write reviews and talk about their experiences going to these places, these restaurants, these shops or whatever. And then, you know, everyone else can go and see, well, this place got really highly rated. Maybe I should go there. So what we did in this class is kind of build a clone of that, where instead of rating businesses and posting different places to go, we are posting fictitious campsites. So you can see, you know, what one campsite looks like versus the other. You can compare the prices to rent a space at a campsite. You can see where it is on the map eventually and just lots of different similar functions to Yelp. And so to do that, you need users to be able to create accounts. You need those users to be able to make comments and then have those comments stick onto the website once the user leaves. So there's you know, got to be a database associated with it. And there's also permissions so that, you know, you, a user can create their own campsite and kind of describe it and give the initial details. And then other users can comment on it. And then each of those people can individually go back and edit whatever their contribution was, but not anyone else's. So you've got an element of authorization to it as well. So it's a pretty complex project and something that I think is good and fun to, you know, it's a big project that you can keep working on and keep adding to, keep improving on. And also you can show it off. So it's a great thing for um, like a portfolio, a website or something, especially if you're just starting off. So that was the big project, but there were other ones as well that I thought were great. For example, there was one that we wrote in pure JavaScript, which was an RGB color picker game. So in writing this game, you got, well, I got very familiar with writing pure JavaScript and kind of doing selectors and document object model manipulation. But also because the whole point of the game was to guess from six blocks of color, which a random RGB code is, you learn the RGB code. So I can kind of look at an RGB value and know, have a pretty good idea about what color that will generate, or the flip side, just create a, a color that I want to just from the code, the numbers in that RGB value, rather than having to, you know, go to a website, find the color I want, find the code, copy, paste, blah, blah, blah. I can just make it up. So that I thought was great. Uh, there are other things that we did. So things that would be great for a portfolio, we built a landing page, just a, you know, very cool, impressive looking landing page. We built a blog, we built a grid gallery, and all of these things were from scratch. So theoretically, you could take what you learn in each of these smaller exercises, put a little portfolio together, even add a blog to it, and be able to do that completely from scratch, which is a great thing to be able to show if you're trying to kind of prove yourself and go out for jobs as a developer, as a new developer. Another project that we work on was a jQuery to-do app. So this was, um, I think it's kind of one of the basic projects that a lot of coding uh, schools and trainers will start you off on where you're building a list and then able to edit, delete, and change and update the list based on uh, user interaction. So we did that using jQuery in this class. 
We learned about RESTful routing, which is something that I had heard kind of mentioned quite a bit, RESTful APIs and REST this and REST that, and to learn really in great detail what that means, how you do it, and then build something with it using Express to do the routes, and then also MongoDB to store the data to do all of those um, CRUD commands, create, read, update, and delete commands, uh, was a great exercise. So now I feel like I know what that is. And then the list continues from there. We also got experience using APIs. We got experience working with JavaScript libraries. So there's a really cool project that we did with uh, Paper.js, which is kind of like an animations toolkit using JavaScript, and also Howler.js, which is a tool to be able to play sounds on a website. So bringing those libraries into a project that I'm working on is something that I think is just a very, you know, real world application. And to have practice doing that in this course was great. And then from there, there are obviously many, many, many more smaller exercises, which we learned from as well. So that I think for me is the biggest, you know, awesome thing about this class is the wide variety of exercises, projects, and tools that we do in the class. Another thing that I found to be really great, though, is Colt, who is the instructor, his teaching style. I think it definitely comes across that he does this in real life. You know, I've done some other Udemy classes and courses on other websites as well, where either the price is free or very low. I mean, even if the price is high, to be honest, there are just bad teachers out there on the in the world. And it's clear that he is a very good teacher. So I think some of the strengths that he has is that he's very good at explaining why tools are useful. So like why we're actually learning the thing that we're learning in this section of the course. And then also from there, how you actually implement them. So taking what you learn and applying it to a project or an exercise or something, I, for me at least, is kind of the best way to learn. He's also really good at directing you towards other resources, sometimes by force even. So we'll kind of do an exercise and he'll say, do these 10 things. So let's say, for example, we're learning about CSS and selecting different elements on a page to change with CSS. So he'll say, do these 10 things. So like change these 10 elements to appear a certain way. And maybe eight out of those 10 will be something that we've learned in a previous section and should have the tools to do. But then two of those are probably going to be something that you may have to look up. So you may have to go to the MDN or something to find out on your own how to do it which is just really good practice for the real world, because obviously not everything is just going to be handed to you on a silver platter. You sometimes and very often actually have to go and figure out how to do something on your own. So I think that's one strength as far as his teaching style is, you know, showing you that you can do that and kind of forcing you to do it so that you know some places to start off and like how to Google questions and how to use Stack Overflow, how to use MDN. And that's just a really great skill. And then another thing that's really great about it is that it builds throughout the whole course. So you might do a small standalone uh, little example of a concept to start. And then in the next section, you're kind of building on that and taking that example and applying it to a much bigger project, which I think is, you know, it gives you a confidence level before you actually need to implement it into something big and really gives you the chance to see how something works before you kind of put it into something of a 
you know, bigger project where how it works may be affected by other parts of that project. He's very good about doing small kind of proof of concepts so you understand what you're doing before you really do it, which is, again, I think a great way to go about teaching and for me, definitely a great way to go about learning. The other great thing about building as it goes through the course, it has a very natural flow. So in later sections, when I'm working on putting something together, it was great to be able to go back to the previous sections and see how we did something. So kind of revisit the information. It's still there in a very clear and concise manner. I can look at my code again as well and kind of see how things were all put together and then apply that to later more advanced topics. And then the final great thing that I'll say about this course is that it has really good support. So this is an online class that everybody's doing at different times. You know, it's self-directed, so it's not like there's a start date where everyone's doing it and an end date. But even so, even the fact that this is literally running 24-7, really, it's got a really great level of support. So if you get stuck, you can ask a question on the questions board and get an answer from, well, there's a full-time teaching assistant who supports the class and he responds pretty quickly considering that literally people in many, many countries and all time zones around the world are doing this to be able to get answers within a few hours most of the time, if not sooner, was it's shocking actually but i think you know if you're learning something like coding you really do sometimes just hit that wall where you need to ask a question and the fact that there's a forum to do that but also that they're very responsive is great for this class and i will say too it's not necessarily just the ta other people who are in the class seem to really enjoy getting involved in answering questions as well. So if it's not the TA who responds, you might have other people, again, from all over the world who have already done that section or have a good understanding of what it is that you're asking, and they will jump in and kind of give you an, an answer as well. So lots and lots of really great things about this class. Like I said, I definitely recommend it and really think that all of these reasons I've just discussed are the kind of key things as to why it's so good. Now, of course, not everything's perfect. So there are some things that I didn't like about the class. And the biggest uh, negative, I guess you could call it, is the ending of the class. So there, I think there are like nearly 40 sections of this thing. And each section has anywhere from six to 12 or 14 videos. So it's a very robust class. And at the end of it, I you, you know, I've, maybe it's just me, but I kind of wanted some kind of big culmination, like some wrap up, like, this is everything we learned. Look at how much you've done, you know, feel good about it. It's great. Um, and that just doesn't happen. So the big project that I mentioned, the kind of Yelp clone that we work on at the end of the class, it actually isn't even finished or even remotely presentable, in my opinion. Some of the sections that or in the later part of the course, are less um, planned out, I guess you could say, or less instructive in a way that it's literally just, here's some code that I wrote, you can copy it into your project and it'll work. Um, I'm talking specifically about the landing page for this Yelp camp, where there's kind of like a rotating image that goes through as the landing page. And instead of learning how to actually code that, it's literally a link to a GitHub repo where you copy the code and put it in your project. And it, I mean, it's literally the exact same images that they have in theirs. Obviously, you could, I could go and change it, but I didn't because 
you know, if I'm just literally copying and pasting, I'm not learning it anyway. So why bother to personalize this part of it um, was my thought. But I think the fact that I don't know, just the fact that it kind of it feels like the course tapers off at the end. Less attention was put into completing the course, like having a big uh, culmination. And that I don't really like. Also, in the end of the class, some of the sections are not even instructed by Colt. There are other people who come in and do it. The TA is one of them. And then another developer guy that he knows teaches some of the advanced topics. And I think, you know, they were great. I'm glad that they included those topics with other people rather than not having them at all. But the other instructor's teaching style is different from Colt. And it was very much, it was a lot more, this is what you do, just copy it and it'll work, rather than this is what you do, this is how you do it, here's another example of how you do it. You know, the much more involved learning guided way that Colt did the earlier sections. So there are really only, you know, it's a handful of classes that this critique applies to, but it was enough that when I was going through those sections, I was actually really disappointed and kind of let down. So that was, I think, the biggest thing about this class that I don't like. And I do see how a lot of people probably join the course and don't go all the way through to the end. So maybe there's some justification in not really putting as much attention into the end of the course from the course creator perspective. But as someone who has gone through the whole course, you know, I would like to get something out of the whole thing. So that was something that I didn't love. And also... So I think this, it's 2017 right now. I think the course was initially released at the end of 2015 or 20, the beginning of 2016. So it's at least a year, probably closer to a year and a half at this point that this class has been out. And they have released kind of additional sections here and there during that time. But the fact that it's been out for over a year and a half and it's not finished yet I just, I don't know. I don't understand that really. So it was kind of disappointing. But even so, I did learn a lot from the class. So I just kind of accept it and move on. And then the other thing that I think is just worth mentioning, there are some information gaps in the course that I think uh, it would be great to have learned. I can, you know, I definitely see that it, we have had a very comprehensive curriculum from beginning to end. But there are some things that I think are kind of key ingredients to learning full stack JavaScript development that aren't in it. For example, with the Yelp Camp app, there is the idea of authorization in that people can only edit their campsites that they've submitted or their comments that they've made. But I think authorization is well, it is quite a bit more than that. So, you know, if I'm logged in as an admin, I want to be able to do X, Y, Z. Whereas if I'm just a user, I should have different permissions. And that's what I think of when I think of authorization. It's listed in the description of things that you'll learn. And I don't think that we really got deep enough into what authorization actually is. So that was one thing that I thought was missing. Also, the entire class, all of the JavaScript is the version before ECMAScript 6. So pretty much all modern JavaScript programming is written differently than what we learn in this course. Obviously, there's a lot of crossover. So it's not to say that it's a waste of time to go through the course with the previous version. But, you know, if you're going through learning something, you do sort of want to be at the very front, the very cutting edge of what is the newest 
proven version of what people are using to code because the truth is in you know six months or a year further it's going to change again so if you learn what's already kind of on its way out then you have even farther to go to catch up which i think is just annoying so the fact that it literally doesn't address es6 at all in the course i think is kind of a downfall and you know it makes sense given when it was released and the fact that they're not really adding any new content but i think if they were to continue to put some attention into this class that should really be number one as far as what is added so that people doing it can really learn the equivalent of what you're learning in you know es5 i guess is what it's called i don't know if that's actually what it's called uh, javascript 2015 compared to the new version so Another thing that I think is missing are relational databases. So in the class, we used MongoDB, which is a non-relational database. And that just means that rather than having tables of data, which you link to each other, you have, well, in MongoDB, you have collections of data and the collections are made up of documents which contain that data. So rather than relating I guess the equivalent would be rather than relating collections to each other, and there is a way to do that, and we do learn that in the course, but the kind of basic way of using these is that the information is nested, so you kind of nest JSON objects within those collections to build the data rather than linking and relating them to other tables. So using non-relational databases is definitely the newer way to do it, and there is so much foundation in basic SQL, basic relational databases that you really, I think you really do have to have some understanding of that going into the real world. And this class also doesn't do that. So I think maybe not to solve that problem, but it is worth mentioning that Colt, the instructor, also has another class on Udemy, which is built entirely around MySQL and using relational databases. So that's actually something that I think I'm going to do in the future, just because I do think it is quite important, but it's worth noting that that's not in this class. And then finally, it really just scratches the surface as far as advanced topics. So that counts as using the keyword this in JavaScript. And then they also talk about object-oriented programming and working with closures. So again, that section really is a lot of show and tell, like this is what the code looks like, this is what it means, but there aren't so many, I mean, there's literally one, if I remember correctly, there's one project where you actually practice writing that code. So I don't really feel like I have as good of an understanding of that as I would like to, to really kind of up my game and be a little bit more advanced when it comes to JavaScript. So those are kind of the main things that I think were lacking. But again, as I said, I really do recommend this class. Even so, it's helpful to know what you're not going to get going into it because then you can focus on getting that information from somewhere else potentially. But I really got so much out of it by comparison to what's not in it that I don't want by any means this to imply that I you know, wouldn't recommend it or that it takes away from the class. So practically, how did I actually do this? I think it's worth having a little bit of a chat about that. Uh, so I did the course in three months. As I'm in, okay, so there are 39 sections in the class. Each of those sections has anywhere from like five or six to as many as 14 or 15 videos that you watch. Each of those videos will range in time, but it's usually somewhere around the, you know, five to 12 minute mark. So it's quite a lot of, lot of content to get through. 
And then obviously through the course of these videos, you're pausing to do exercises, take quizzes, write projects, etc., or just working on these things in between watching the videos altogether. So for the most part, I did, I was able to complete about two to three sections per week. This is really focusing on it pretty much daily, and it took me three months to do it. So one really big tip that I would offer is to absolutely do the exercises first before watching him do them. So for some of the smaller quiz type things and proofs of concept, he'll just say, you know, okay, here's a question, pause the video, think about the answer, and then it comes back and he tells the answer. Definitely pause the video and try to figure it out. I've learned so much more just thinking through things rather than having them just be shown to me. So that's something I would definitely say is a good way to go about learning. It, it has been in my experience, and I think for many people that would be the case, if not everybody. And then especially for the projects as well. So those are kind of uh, presented as code alongs. So if you're, for example, if you're building the bootstrap gallery, which is basically a grid of Im different images to show a photo gallery, if you're building that and we've already learned the basics of Bootstrap, we've already learned HTML and CSS, don't do the, I mean, do the code along, but first try to build it on your own. Try to go through the steps of, you know, getting the structure in place. If you have to, looking up how to do something or going back to previous sections to see how you were taught to do it already and try to build it. It may not look exactly the same as what the goal project is or what the completed project should look like, but having gone through that experience of trying to learn it, you will learn so much more. And then on top of that, kind of like the icing on the cake, is that then there is the code along so you can see exactly how he did it. And again, I talked about this in a previous episode where you can come up with one product, but there will literally be 10 or 15 or more different ways to accomplish the same thing. So even if you learn a lot by watching how he has solved the problem, you may learn something, you know, another completely different way of doing the same thing just by doing it on your own. So that I think is my biggest tip. Pause the videos when he says to pause figure things out on your own, and then you'll learn so much more. And obviously this is going to be harder for really big, complicated things like the color game or like Yelp camp, where a lot of what you're learning is quite new, but you know, you got to give it a shot because then I think you'll learn so much more and it's just going to take time. And I think you have to know that going into it. And then the last thing I would just say about you know, as far as tips on how to take this class, specifically for the Yelp camp, it may be worth building a side project that has a lot of the same functionality. So, you know, it's got post routes and delete routes and update routes that you've got to create, but it's something completely different so that you are building an app from scratch. If you've listened to the, you know, recent episodes of this podcast, you know that as I was doing this web developer bootcamp, I was also enrolled in a workshop where we were building an app from scratch. And it made such a difference having this class as a resource to go and look at and compare, okay, I need to make a route that does XYZ and I could go to the class and see how I did it. Even in episode 27, I talked in great detail about how I was trying to work a login feature on my app, on my group app. And so I went to this course and did a little demo of a login and then was able to do a little demo of a login using the tech stack that we had on our app. 
And then from there, after many, many hours of agony before I went through this process, I was able to implement that into our group project. So it definitely, I think, helps a lot potentially to do this class in conjunction with something else so that you can see how what you're learning can be applied in other situations where you don't have someone literally explaining everything to you step by step and where you have to figure out other things on your own. That's really, I think, how you get to be just a solid, solid developer. So now that I've finished the class, I guess my big question really is what's next? Am I prepared for a job? I think Well, maybe a very, very basic job, but for the kind of job I want, I don't think so. There is still definitely work to do. And it's also like, you know, what projects can I work on? Is there a way to keep building Yelp Camp, which is necessary? So I think for me, at least the answer to that is yes. But then also, can I kind of build something else that's similar or uses some of the similar technologies or things that I've learned and build something from scratch because that really is the kind of thing that stands out on a portfolio compared to lots of similar projects that other people who go through boot camps might have to show off. So that's really what I want to focus on. And so finding those things next is the key thing. So if you want to take the class, um, I would absolutely recommend doing so, by the way. And again, I'm getting absolutely nothing by saying this. I just genuinely had a great experience with it. And so I have no problems recommending it, even despite the things I didn't love about it. But yeah, go visit udemy.com, which is U-D-E-M-Y. Search for the Web Developer Bootcamp. The course teacher is Colt Steele and uh, sign up and do it. I definitely recommend it. And it's definitely worth noting, I've said this in some previous episodes, but Udemy very often has sales on these courses. So, you know, a bad sale, it costs $15. Uh, It can be $12, $10, depending on the day that you go to the site. The full, you know, non-sale price at the time that I'm recording this, I think is $200. So honestly, $200 is money well spent on this class. But if you can get it for, you know, the sale price, I would highly recommend doing that just because it's cheaper, saves you a bit of cash. But yeah, that's the bottom line. I would recommend it. Definitely take the time to learn and you'll get so, so much out of it. And yeah, it's probably the best $10 I think I've ever spent in my whole life. So uh, if you have a question about the class or if you've done it, you can leave a comment right below this podcast on startovercoder.com. There'll be a link directly to this episode in the show notes. Or of course, you can always tweet me at startovercoder. And if you like what you hear and want to stay with me on this journey of learning to code, leaving the nine to five and pursuing financial independence, be sure to subscribe to this podcast. That's all for this time. Signing off.